0: Hello. Welcome to Creepypots to Local Legends, Episode 4. I'm your host, Jeff Kowalski. This will be the final installment of Local Legends for now. This first little block was sort of a test run. Next week and the week after, we'll have normal episodes, and, and we'll see what happens after that. Thank you for your patience and support during this little experiment of mine. I appreciate the feedback I've gotten. I'm glad so many of you seem to have enjoyed it, and uh, if you didn't enjoy it, then, well, you're in luck that we're not going to be doing them uh, permanently, so there's that at least. Now, if this is your first episode of Creepypasta, just know normally what we do on the show is I'll have two guests on and we'll examine a piece of horror fiction from the internet, usually a creepypasta, which the usual intro to the show explains what that is. You can go back about a month, uh, find an episode that doesn't have local legends in the title, and that's a a normal episode of the show. But for this one, I wanted to reach out to listeners, to friends of the show, to past guests, and have them tell me their stories of encounters with unexplainable phenomena. And this week, I have for you listener and friend of the show, Andy Conduit-Turner who is here to talk about the haunted house in his hometown as well as a ghost incident, let's say, that he had uh, while um, while staying over a friend's house on the outskirts of Tamworth in the United Kingdom. Here's Andy now.
1: Hi, my name is Andy Conduit turner I live in the UK. Um, most of my life in the centre of the UK or thereabouts. Um, and the story we're talking about today centres around... Um, my actual hometown, a place called Tamworth. It's in the Midlands in the UK. It's a very, very old town. It was once the capital of um, back when the UK was uh, several like medieval kingdoms. It was the capital of one of the larger ones. Um, it has a castle, some old-timey things like that. There was, this ghost story doesn't occur at the castle. It occurs at my friend's house He lives on the outskirts of town. in sort of a countryside area. It begins probably, um, it was in my high school years, so I would have been, I say, towards sort 14, 15 years old. Um, that'll become clear as we go into it. So I was staying at a friend's house. He lived on the outskirts of the town, um, not too far from our school. It was a walkable distance from the school, probably not so much from the town centre. So... It was the summertime, maybe late summer, early autumn, and we were staying over at his house while his parents were away. Um, We've stayed over there a number of times. It wasn't an unusual occurrence. His parents used to go away quite frequently on holiday. He was the oldest, so would sometimes look after his sister. Sometimes it would just be himself, and his parents were quite easygoing, so would let him have friends over to stay even when they weren't really at home. So... This particular incident, a few of us were meant to be going around and for whatever reason one reason or another it ended up being a fairly small group of us there so it was just myself my friend uh, Stuart his name was rather than calling him him for the entirety of the story and his fairly recent girlfriend at the time so I was third wheeling pretty hard but of course by the time you have already got round there it's too late to head back none of us could drive at the time and you're certainly not going to phone your parents for a ride home um, revealing that the house was otherwise empty Um, his house was quite a large place it backed out onto just open fields so it was quite disconcerting when it was empty and didn't have his parents or anyone in it anyway so looking out of the back windows the entire back of the house the dining room and the kitchen was pretty much walled with just large french doors so glass right out onto the open fields at the back of his house you couldn't actually see too far before it was just darkness so it was quite an oppressive um, background anyway um And my friend had actually told us some stories about having some unusual incidents in his house. If you um, compare it to modern things now, and the film didn't exist at the time, because this is, as I say, about somewhere between 15 and 17 years ago, um, some of the events were very paranormal activity in in the way he was describing them. So things would quite often have covered doors be opening. He recalled a story where... A glass had fallen to the floor and not broken until he'd gone over to fetch it at which point it then shattered And um, he would often tell stories of alleged incidents that had happened in the house that his parents or his sister had witnessed um, perhaps relating to incidents that had happened in the house long before they'd bought it. It was a reasonably old property um, which isn't unusual for houses in the UK but um, this house was probably built 1900s maybe earlier Um, so at the time when he would tell stories of there was once a couple here and there's been deaths or there's been a murder in the house in years gone by it wasn't really something you'd question plus the fact that he wasn't the type of friend to make up you know ghost stories he wasn't a wind up as it were so the evening went on as we were there and it started out pretty normally so we'd had a fairly quiet evening we'd had a couple of drinks we'd watched a movie I don't even think it was a horror movie but then as the evening progressed, it became the time that everyone was going to turn in for bed. Now, because he had this new girlfriend with him, it wasn't going to be a traditional sleepover where everyone's going to sleep in the living room, chatting and playing video games until quite late. Obviously, you're a teenager and you've got a new girlfriend. Do you want to go up to your, to your bedroom? And I certainly wasn't going to be invited to that. So um, I found myself sleeping in what was described as grandma's room in inverted commas um this was a room separate on the other side of the house to all of the other all of the other bedrooms um thankfully for my friend you know far from earshot of his bedroom so um i went and stayed in grandma's room and instantly when i walked into it it became a scene that would invoke endless psychological terrors in the fact that it was full of um sort of floral curtains and bedding and then a large shelf of china-faced dolls and a big dollhouse so even without any unusual incidents happening it was already it was already quite a an unnerving situation to be sleeping in so i settled in for the evening um it was very, it was very quiet out. There was no one around the house, and I think that's probably what added to the whole atmosphere of it. There was, um, you know, there was no ambient sound in the house. Whatever my friend and his girlfriend were doing, they were obviously doing their best to be quiet. But um, I lay there for a while, and after a time, I did notice it start to feel um, unpleasantly eerie or cold while I was in there. Again, probably down to the atmosphere of the room I was in. So. I found that I was struggling to go to sleep, um, and then the the event that kind of scared me happened all of a sudden, as it were. Like I felt very uncomfortable in the room all of a sudden. Um, the lights I'd already switched off, and um, I was trying my best to go to sleep. Then I had a really unnerving sense of something, or some as if someone was standing at the end of the bed watching me. Um, I did my best to ignore it at the time. I was not a brave enough teenager to open my eyes and probably see that there was nothing there. So what I did in um, my bravery was make sure my head was firmly under the covers. I did open my eyes from under the covers and felt as though there was there was a sense of there being a light. The covers weren't particularly thick, so I could I, I felt as if there was an ambient light from beyond the covers. Um, Out in the room and I certainly hadn't left any lights on there was a simple bedside light that I turned off before going to sleep There were certainly no Electronic items like a TV or a laptop that were having LED lights on them and there wasn't anything Else that I could imagine was bringing a light because as I said his house backs onto a large expanse of fields so you're not having cars going past or street lights or anything so Again, um, not wanting to push anything, rather than open my eyes or throw the covers over I proceeded to close my eyes very tightly, ignore the bright light and do what I could to distract myself from this increasingly creepy situation I was in. Um, given the time that things were out, I think at the time I was playing a lot of Pokemon on the, on the Game Boy at the time, so I remember... Um, Going through in my head trying to recite the list of the original of the original 150 um monsters i didn't know them at the time so it was a fairly recently released game so i sort of cobbled it together as i went through but the distraction of making a a list that was nothing to do with my surroundings in my head helped me ignore what was going on i eventually fell asleep being woken suddenly um at some point again in the night which i ignored and managed to just close my eyes and get back to sleep was with with quite a large thud um again i ignored that i certainly wasn't getting out of the covers or doing anything else and um to investigate that any further so i did my best to keep my head down until the morning when i got back up on the in the morning when i got up i um exited the the bedroom, took a look outside and found a bookcase that was on the outside of the room. That wasn't unusual in itself. The bookcase was certainly there when I walked into the room anyway. But what was unusual was that several books on said bookcase had been knocked off onto the floor during the evening. Um, the uh, first, so being at a friend's house i kneeled down to pick the books up and put them back on the bookcase and it was at that point i noticed the book on top of the pile um it was like a technical manual or like a collector's guide for old cars like vintage cars i think it was an old rolls royce i should have googled this beforehand but um the particular model of the um of the car that was on the book on top of this pile that had fallen to the floor was um, a silver ghost so at the time having been fairly convinced that I'd been haunted during the evening in my friend's haunted house when uh, I'd stayed in grandma's creepy room uh, and then the first thing I saw after feeling I'd had a haunting was the um, the Silver Ghost book on the floor, I was fairly convinced for <laughs> for a large amount of time that i'd been that I'd been haunted in the evening um, when I woke my friend up about, it, I told them I showed them the um I showed them my my in inverted commas evidence of my haunting overnight, and he wrote it off fairly well as nothing, which kind of also reinforced the fact that it wasn't just my friend messing around with me um again like i said at the top of the story he wasn't the type to really do things to wind you up like tell you a ghost story or what have you or or try and scare people plus he was with his new girlfriend so they had other things on their mind than um you know scaring scaring their mate who was staying over and i also don't imagine that we would have got through the 15 17 years that followed um still remaining friends without him pointing out at a pub one day that that time he'd scared me and thought made me think that he was a ghost if that had been him so so yeah i would say as a rule i don't really believe in in ghosts or hauntings or anything but i can tell you that evening I tucked under those covers listing pokemon for dear life i believed in them pretty hard for that 20 30 minutes
0: next i asked andy if the town of tamworth had any sort of local ghosts of its own any supernatural residents that called tamworth home
1: um certainly not in particular people's houses um as i say it's quite a it's quite an old town and it has things like a medieval castle so the castle itself has a number of ghost stories attached to it um going back long enough my granddad actually did a ghost vigil um at the at the Tamworth castle um, i think just after the second world war they stayed over there and they were investigating looking for the ghosts over there the story relating to that ghost is there are two ghosts um one better known than others one is called the white lady who apparently can sometimes be seen on the parapets of the castle and the other one is the black lady and this ghost has a character behind it it's supposed to be one of the nuns from the local um, nunnery I guess um, the lord of the castle had he owed them some money or was gonna close them down she died and is alleged to have appeared at the foot of his bed um, in the night one day and broken his leg. And I think it was one of these terrible wounds that only ghosts can inflict that never, that never heal. Um, but obviously you can read all about those, those stories. That's something growing up in the town that I did that all the schools go to a trip to the castle. Um, it was the 1990s when we went. Um, so there was a recreation of it, it had them um, holograms that were projected onto equally creepy faceless mannequins. Um, so, in many ways, more terrifying than a ghost. But um, it might even it might even still exist. You can certainly still go and do tours of the castle today. They do sort of candlelight tours around Halloween time. Last time I was at Tamworth Castle, they had a zombie run going through there. So um, we were chased by, by zombies through there. Thankfully, no ghosts. As I say, historic town, there's a lot of old buildings. I'm, I'm sure if I was better researched, you could find plenty of ghost stories around the area. But... The UK is obviously pretty heavy on ghost stories. There is a there is a ghost walk in the town that I live in um, over the Halloween period. Most towns around here, in this area, you can go and uh, and learn all about the local ghosts. And everywhere's got a pub or something like that where they, um, you know, claim ghosts of various disembodied spirits live.
0: that was all from Andy. You can read some of his comics writing over at Horde Comics. That publisher is H-O-R-D-E Comics on Twitter. You can follow Andy on Twitter also, SuperAndyT83. You can also hear a story he wrote narrated with a full cast on the Other Stories podcast. There will be links to all of these and more in the episode description and on the webpage at WeaponizedLanguage.com, where you can find more episodes of Creepypods to my other podcast, Seeing Reddit, which just had its 100th episode. You can find more of me on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram, JeffJK. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com slash JeffJK, For just one dollar a month, you get access to my entire back catalog of bonus material, which is two little audio treats a month and some written work. Right now I'm serializing my National Novel Writing Month unfinished piece, let's say. It's a story I'd been working on previously. I had posted a couple times on the Patreon and on weaponizedlanguage.com. Uh, but I added a lot to it during National Novel Writing Month. I wrote every day for three weeks. And then I got busy and it got to be too much. But I'm putting that all out there for you. The music you're hearing now is Lying on the Bridge by John Beacon. You can find more of John's music at soundcloud.com slash jonathanbeacon. Or go to strangerstillshow.com to listen to his podcast stranger still. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and stay creepy. Bye.